Hi, I'm Kendall. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to Smitten. A podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Spooky Smitten. (laughs) (laughs) It's our first of two Halloween episodes. Yes. A Halloween special. Mm Mm-hmm. Our first of two Halloween specials. Do you, did you ever watch like the Disney Channel Halloween specials? Like That's So Raven and Sweet Love of Zack and Cody and all those? Yes. Those are some quality television. Uh, specials are, always are. I, I know. always enjoy specials. I wonder if I can find it on Disney+. Plus. I also, I never have really liked horror movies or anything mm-hmm. or like s- scary stuff. But I remember very distinctly watching like, um, I don't even remember what it was called. Something on like TLC about like haunted places. And I remember like getting so freaked out just like sitting in the family room (laughs) as a little kid. Oh, I hate (laughs) scary stuff in general. Well, okay. True crime is different. Yeah. And ghosts are, I've become a little bit more desensitized. I'll just, I just hate scary movies because it's too, the visual effects get too good. I just can't do it. But I like haunted houses and stuff that I can like visual visually see and rationalize that it's not actually scary. Right. So. I feel like I can watch a scary movie most of the time if it's not uh, tr- like based on a true story. Mm. If it's based on a mm-hmm. true story, I'm like out. Out. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a little bit of a spooky story, but we'll get into that, you know. Um, do you have any updates? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up because I forgot I was going (laughs) to say this. (laughs) Okay, so we all know that I have started um, being a TA again. The school year has begun. I have to, you know, sit in front of 20, 20-some-year-olds on my computer, and I hate it. Yeah. So we had our second classes this week, and um, towards the end of my class yesterday, I was like, okay, does anybody have any questions? And like about the readings? Yeah. (laughs) And this one kid was like, excuse me, excuse me. And I thought he was, he had just like accidentally unmuted himself and was like talking in the background. Uh And I finally realized he was talking to me. And so I was like, yeah, (laughs) why are you saying excuse me? (laughs) And he was like, have you seen 13 reasons why? And I was like, no, I know where this is going. I think, but keep going. And he was like, well, you look exactly like the main character. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) And then everybody else was just like, yeah, she does. Oh, no, she does. Yeah. And I was like, can we please stop talking about my looks? (laughs) That's so uncomfortable. I could slightly like 2% see the resemblance. Yeah. But we're pale, probably white people. Yeah. With brown wavy curly hair yeah she was also in i don't know her name in real life me neither (laughs) but she was also in the movie knives out have you seen that no it's like a recent movie it was kind of like it's kind of like clue like the parking but in real life (gasps) does that have anne hathaway or is that something else no it has um jamie curtis do you know how that is the like 60 year old white jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis (laughs) you know yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's her like professional name. Yeah. Um, Just clarifying which Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> She's in it, and I feel like some other people are in it, but I'm not remembering like who. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of the worst that they brought that up i don't know why they think that's appropriate i know it was so uncomfortable and i was just like okay uh does anybody have any questions about the reading mm-hmm. like keep that's an inside thought that's what you have to teach them like six six year olds okay that's an inside thought i love that oh my gosh yeah yeah that's my only update i'm just forever traumatized yeah but i don't like that for you I don't think I have any updates. Jack is Jack. My family is my family. <laughs> well, it's, it was just a week. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have like a, a common theme between our stories or our love facts, but that's okay because <laughs> it's the common theme of spooky. So um, do you want to start with a love fact? Um, Sure. So I have started out with a poll. 
that I found about um, how many people or like what percentages of people in the U.S. believe in ghosts and like the paranormal. So this is a poll from um, 2019 from YouGov. Cool. Y-O-U-G-O-V. Oh. Um, (laughs) Okay. I thought it was like university government. Uh, according to the University of Government, 45% of Americans believe that ghosts and demons exist. 45%. More specifically, 45% believe in, in demons, 45% in ghosts, and get this, 13% in vampires. Hmm. I mean, it, I kind of, that doesn't surprise me so much because if you're going to believe in some things you know like might as well believe in everything that's supernatural or you know like i don't know the vampire the vampire one seems a little out there to me but you know whatever um the survey also found that republicans are more likely to believe in demons ghosts and vampires and other supernatural beings than are democrats Hmm. and about 43 percent of u.s adults think that ghosts can haunt people or places and women are more likely than men to hold this belief with 51 percent of women believing in it and only 35 percent of men and finally 36 percent of americans say that they've personally felt the presence of a spirit or a ghost do you have any ghost stories i will get to my one and only ghost story do you believe in ghosts um I don't not believe in ghosts. Right. I have kind of a ghost story, but can I tell it to you now? Because I didn't, like, yeah. write it down. Um, this episode is just going to be, you know. Yeah. This isn't even, like, okay. So I was actually going to submit this to Em and Christine, <gasps> and that's why we drank, because <laughs> they asked for a grandparents episode. And Mine is, is also a grandparent story. Okay. Here. Wait, maybe you should tell yours after mine. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'll, let's I'll, do that. Okay. okay. Do you want to hear my love fact now? or, or do Yeah. You okay. Okay. So um, my love fact is kind of um, the same, but I broke it up into three parts. So that's where we're at. So I found this article that was talking about the uh, rituals and um, vibe of Halloween uh, about <laughs> a century ago. So oh. Halloween used to be about finding true love. Well- what (laughs) i know so over a century ago the ritual surrounding the end of october used to be around flirtation and love the image of cupid was inter interspersed is that a word yeah interspersed among the black cats witches and jack-o'-lanterns halloween games and traditions reflect the themes of love with a peek at what the future holds what i had no idea but then if you so if you look at the um my next two love facts are like the rituals, some of the things they do. But if you look at the photo at smittenpodcast.com, it shows either like from a, a postcard or something like that. Do you know what year this is from? Uh, I'm guessing early 1900s. I'm quitting my current plan of study and I'm going to become <laughs> a historian of Halloween. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Because isn't that, I mean, look at that. That's like a, you know, that's like a Christmas card. I'm shocked. Right? Wait, Um, why? What was the, well, logic? I'll I'll talk about some of the um, rituals themselves in the next, my next little fact. But basically it was just like more of the fortune telling kind of thing that's happened, that we semi associate with Halloween, but it, it was just like a celebration and I guess along with celebrations, the society is very focused on women finding their husbands. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. I just realized, I mean, Halloween for a lot of people is about finding somebody to, you know, yeah. meet. Right. <laughs> I Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about other holidays and the the vibe, <laughs> you know, like Christmas is very... Yeah. Love and family oriented and that sort of thing. So anyways, that's part oh one my of my three part little facts. <laughs> okay. Well, as 
per usual, I have a very different love fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My second love fact is also from YouGov, and it's a different poll about um, Halloween spending. So this one's from 2018, and it found that 29% of people spent up to $50 on Halloween candy, and 64% said they spent nothing. Well, okay, to be fair... Sadly, where I live at my childhood home, it's like down a private driveway, so no one really comes. And every year we buy candy, and it's only like the neighbor's kids that are now 16, so now they don't come. (laughs) You know, so it's just like maybe you don't get trick or treaters. But how messed up would it be to like just turn off your lights and pretend like no one's home? That's messed up. Just get the dollar store candy at least. Come on. I mean, candy is expensive. There's dollar store candy. We did that when we were RAs, and we would put up that's true Halloween <laughs> events so anyways um also the poll found that less than 10 percent of people spent more than 50 dollars on spooky supplies <laughs> as the poll called it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna call them spooky supplies i know i like that better yeah i feel bad for kids like this year you know like what are they gonna do it's so sad, it's so sad yeah I hope that they can still at least... They should just have, like, a walk around, socially distanced thing. I I mean, I don't live in a place where there will be trick-or-treaters, but but if I did, I feel like I'd just put little things in, you know, snack bags. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) Throw them. Toss them. (laughs) Yeah. Go along. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Okay, so my next part is talking Mm -hmm. about a few of the rituals that kind of seems like a hard word but maybe more like games i don't think so okay rituals so um they would play snap apple aka bobbing for apples and the first one so just the same as we think you know bottle bucket of water bottle (laughs) bucket of water (laughs) and you like you know have to grab it with your mouth (laughs) um have you ever done that i feel like i have as a child I, I don't, it's it's hard, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Also um, gross. Yeah. Not sanitary. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the first to succeed would be the first to marry. You'll, you'll oh. see a common theme around these. Um, another one involving apples as well. So, like, the two uh, fruits and food <laughs> items are apples and nuts. Those were very prevalent. So, bobbing for apples... The second apple-related ritual is cutting a long strip of an apple peel and tossing it over your shoulder, and the way it lands was said to remember or resemble the first initial of a potential suitor. What the heck? It's like, (laughs) oh, I think that's an A. I don't know. That's so weird. Right? And then um, eating an apple in front of a mirror would conjure the image of your soulmate just in time for them to take the last bite (laughs) what (laughs) i don't know um Uh, yeah did that happen for people or (laughs) i potentially you never know um and then with the nuts it would they would also call halloween halloween nutcrack night and um one of the rituals was placing two chestnuts on a stove or a fire um, representing you and your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband and wife, I guess. <laughs> and it would tell you how stable the relationship is. So if they got really close to each other, the nuts and burned bright, then you're in a happy relationship. But if it cracked or popped, then you're in a bad relationship. <laughs> and you could also use this to compare two potential suitors. So if you're like, okay, Jim's over here and Bobby <laughs> over here. Let's see which one burns bright for me. Can you imagine you're like in a relationship and your girlfriend comes up to you and is like, "Sorry, yeah, the nut, the nut cracked. You gotta go. It's a no for me. That is a no for me. That is wild. I love this. Yeah. How'd you find that out? This just one article. It was talking all about it. Oh my gosh. I know. So, wow. Yeah. So as you'll find out, my stories are about ghosts. Yes. So my next love facts are about ghosts. So, according to this Refinery29 article, here are some signs that your house is haunted. Uh Uh-oh. 
And this is all assuming that you are not experiencing a carbon monoxide leak, mm. um, that there's not someone creepy, like sneakily living in your house, mm. and that there aren't any like animals doing weird things. So are you ready for the list? Yeah. Temperature changes. Okay. Moving objects. Disembodied sounds. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> which means like footsteps, knocking, laughter, voices. Um, this one surprised me. Smells. Apparently, sometimes ghosts, ghosts, or- ghosts can leave. Like if it's your aunt or something, you might smell her perfume, or your yeah. uncle drinking coffee, you might smell coffee, or whatever. Uh. Um, and then finally, winged things things winged? with wings okay <laughs> like, i totally believe in ghosts i'm like yep okay Wait. <laughs> like butterflies birds bees are a sign that someone is saying hello and letting you know that they are okay ah that's sweet and scary yeah especially mm-hmm. since those things are all around right that'd be <laughs> that one's a little hard to you know i'm like i saw three butterflies this morning oh <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you going to tell your ghost story now, or is that coming later? No, that'll be after my stories. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's so long. Do you want to tell yours now? No, no, I want to hear yours. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Dang it, I want to talk more. No, okay, okay. So, my last part to my Love Fact series is um, the reason that we moved away from this type of Halloween. So I need to know. Yes. So, this all changed the... um, idea of this being more romantic and you know uh spouse searching uh (laughs) too spooky um this changed when women gained greater agency over their lives and did not want to utilize these rituals because it gave them a lack of power to make their own decisions which like duh like wonder why the apple peel says e so i have to go find an ethan like god (laughs) um and because of this, this is when the idea of a witch came to be. So maybe this goes even further back. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because it's modern enough to have that like Christmas yeah. card. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> there was a quote that says, the witch had no need for fortune telling games. She could create her own destiny. Hell I yeah. Love that. You can. Love that. So let's go be witches and create our own destinies. And have spooky Halloween. Yeah. You're like, forget the boys. I want to see some demons. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Tell so my last love fact. Oh, sh- uh, sorry. I have one more. <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> to go. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. Okay. My last love fact is kind of long, but um, it's from the Psychology Today article titled why some people see ghosts and other apparitions and so this is kind of like a a more scientific explanation of why people might see these kinds of things okay so it talks about um one kind of one kind of ghost encounter being a sensed presence which happens when individuals see some kind of figure or apparition and it usually happens to people who have become extremely isolated or who are in a weird environment with high stress levels and possible explanations for this include, um, <laughs> the first one was the motion of boats, but they're referring to like sailors, like oh. old-timey sailors who would be like, I saw, you know, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, atmospheric or geomagnetic activity and alterations in brain chemistry from stress, lack of oxygen, boredom, or different kinds of hormones. And another explanation the article gives for people seeing ghosts are our agency detection mechanisms which evolved to help us identify threats so if you're walking down the street in the dark and you like sense a gust of wind it's better for your survival to err on the side of caution and immediately assume (laughs) that it's something dangerous or creepy to keep you safe yeah i just just thinking like walking down the street something like you know leaves pass in front of you you're like oh shit okay <laughs> what's going on <laughs> um and it also talks about a 2013 study by somebody named Kristen barnes and uh nicholas gibson which showed that individuals who had paranormal experiences were most likely to have them in threatening or ambiguous environments mm. and people who reported 
paranormal experiences also scored higher on empathy scales. Interesting. Yeah. And finally, this article also talked about grieving people who may isolate from others and be under a great amount of stress with very little sensory stimulation, which might also produce the same kinds of brain conditions that can trigger a sense presence. Because apparently almost half of elderly widowers experience um, hallucinations of their late spouse. So it's like kind of common for that to happen. Ah, it's time. <laughs> well, that is also the perfect transition into my first story. Yes. So I have two stories. Okay. Um, and then I'll share a short story of my own. Yes. So the first story is about, oh gosh, I have no idea how to say this name. Leslie Peterzik. Peterzik. Leslie Peterzik. And um, her... And, her husband Rob uh they met at Northwestern University and I don't know I don't know very much about what happened uh, before they got married but eventually they did get married mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were married for 10 years before Rob unexpectedly died of a heart attack at age 37 oh that's so young wow yeah Leslie was obviously stricken with grief And um, she was a practicing Catholic at the time. So she prayed and prayed and prayed that Rob would give her a sign that he was okay. She would literally get on her knees and pray, begging for a sign. The first week after Rob died was obviously exhausting for Leslie. She was bombarded by friends and family. She hadn't gotten any sleep and she had to wait five days until her church had like space or time for the memorial. So, for those five days, she waited and waited, still hoping for a sign. And while waiting for those five days for the memorial, Leslie wore a big purple Northwestern football bathrobe that her that Rob had given her for Christmas. Northwestern was his favorite football team, so the bathrobe comforted Leslie and reminded her of Rob. Mm. She also wore a white nightshirt with buttons and um, lace that was one of Rob's favorites. And Leslie had worn this robe and this nightshirt a million times. She'd washed both of them a million times. They were not new. They were old. Um, But the morning of the funeral, Leslie went to get into the shower. She took off her robe, and she was still wearing the white nightshirt, and she looked down. And the old purple robe had left a stain on her white shirt right over her heart. Ah! Holy cow, I just had a full body chills. (laughs) Leslie writes, There was no way dye rubbed off that robe that had been washed a million times. God did that. Rob did that. And Leslie took that as a sign that Rob was okay. The stain stayed on the white nightshirt. And Leslie continued to wear the robe without it staining anything else. Oh my god. (laughs) That's like something you can't make up. No. Or like so it can't be your brain playing Explained tricks on away. you like No, no, no. Like that's... that just happened. Yikes. Yeah. So Leslie is a writer and she has written a collection of stories based on her experience of losing her first husband so young. The collection is called This Angel on My Chest and it won the Drew Hines Literature Prize which recognizes and supports writers of short fiction. It makes her work available to readers around the world. And it's previously been awarded to famous writers like Raymond Carver and Margaret Outwood. So she must be pretty good. Yeah, gee. <laughs> so that was my first story. Wow. That was chilly. I know. Okay. Number two. So Betty Saldana was eight months pregnant with her third child when her grandfather called her at four in the morning. She and her grandfather had always had a special bond, and she claims that she was his favorite grandchild. (laughs) Honestly, same. After moving away from her grandpa in Mexico to live in California, the two would talk to each other all the time on the phone. Betty would play him folk songs on the harmonica Mm -hmm. that he had taught her how to play on when she was little. And although they loved each other very much, Betty would tease her grandpa for not reciprocating when she told him that she loved him. She'd be like... I love you, Grandpa. And he'd be like, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, not because he didn't love her, but it was just, like, not part of yeah, his, like, tradition, you sure, know? Sure, sure, sure. 
Um, but when the phone rang at four in the morning, it was obviously kind of weird. Yeah. And Betty's husband answered the phone and asked if something was wrong. He said no. He just wanted to talk to Betty before going to sleep. Oh, no. Oh, God. Her husband was worried that something was going on, so he woke Betty up immediately, um, and he handed her the phone. Her grandfather told her that he just wanted to say goodnight and to tell her that her baby was really cute, that he loved her blue eyes that were just like Betty's husband's. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Betty joked that she couldn't keep the promise of a blue-eyed baby because her two other kids had brown eyes just like her. And then her grandfather told her that he had to go. She told him that she loved him. And this time he said, I love you too, sweetheart. (laughs) So, (laughs) So Betty worried that he wasn't feeling well because that was weird and so after they hung up she called her mom in mexico and betty's mom told betty that her grandfather had actually passed away four hours prior they were just waiting until the morning to call her and let her know what so betty and her husband were so confused (laughs) they talked to the 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 yeah and they said his his voice was clear and he seemed so lucid. Oh, my God. So they were confused and I guess just went on with their lives. But one month later, Betty gave birth to her third child, a daughter named Valerie. Her eyes were blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that? Can you believe that? No, that's insane. Chills. Full body chills. Like, good thing I didn't shave my legs because this is... (laughs) Okay, wow. So one day when Valerie was five, they were all in the car and Valerie started talking about a party she had gone to. This little five-year-old talking about a party. And Betty was like, what? And Valerie replied, oh, you weren't there, Mama. It was just me, my Papa, and a bunch of other people I know. Oh, my God. Betty asked what Papa she was talking about. My Papa, the one that likes horses and the the cowboy hats, Valerie replied. After asking if she had a dream, Valerie replied, no dream. I was there. He asked me if you still play the music from the stick. (gasps) The harmonica! Yep. (laughs) Betty was confused until she realized that Valerie was talking about the harmonica, which Valerie had never seen her mom play. She didn't even know what a harmonica was. Yeah, she said the stick. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. I wanted to cry, Betty writes, because I knew that my grandfather wanted me to know that he was there. Valerie also talks about details of the past that she shouldn't know about. Um, Betty gives the example of um, that one time they were cooking tortillas and Valerie asked for hers to be burnt because that's the way Papa likes them. Whoa. <laughs> Betty explained that in in the story that I read, Betty explained that her grandfather didn't necessarily like burnt tortillas, but he would always volunteer to eat the burnt Aww. ones her grandmother made to make her feel better. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's wild. Even if like the kid did know that and you know, like if you're a kid and you're in the kitchen and you see both your alive grandparents and you know, like kids don't retain that stuff right you're not like paying attention no so that's weird as hell yeah so the family thinks that maybe betty's grandfather is valerie's guardian angel Mm -hmm. and to them the incidents are not scary at all they're just reminders that he's visiting them yeah and when betty wrote this story the family was about to fly to mexico to visit and valerie asked if they could bring flowers to the grandfather at the cemetery (sighs) betty told valerie that her grandfather always said that flowers were for for the living but valerie replied it doesn't matter because he can see them too (gasps) (laughs) wow so that's the story of betty and valerie and the grandpa i didn't think i needed a blanket for this but (laughs) you know i'm getting kind of chilly i'm just shocked that's okay honestly it's like you hear those stories and it's like where's where's the explaining away of that you know where is it you can't i just don't know yeah 
Okay. So now I'm going to tell my story. Okay. I <laughs> so like I said, I don't, I mean, I don't not believe in ghosts. Yeah. But I also like, I'm like closed off. Like don't come to, I don't want to know. Just stay away from me. Live your lives. Yeah. Live your afterlife. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just very closed off. But <laughs> so uh, last summer, mm-hmm. um, my grandpa passed away mm-hmm. and he had uh, really bad Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And so before he passed away, we were taking care of him in his like uh, care home. Hospice. I was there with him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he was like, he was pretty much mentally gone for the most part except he used to always love to sing he was like in this norwegian choir and like in his older age he took up singing so (laughs) it was so funny and like weird because he would just be laying in his bed um not knowing who any of us are and just like start singing so loud and he had this like huge voice and so um so he like passed away in his care home but before that he was in the hospital for a little while so literally i was sitting with him in the hospital like in the middle of the night and he's just like singing <laughs> and i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> he's uh, like i anyway. just you know this, this song really speaks to me so when he was back in his care home um shortly before he passed away um my great aunt and uncle so my grandma who who passed away a while ago but his um his wife her sister and brother-in-law came in to see him and so they were like playing songs for him and stuff since that kind of was what was resonating with him apparently and one of the songs they played was puff the magic dragon mm-hmm. um and he that's like not the kind of music he would listen to but he was familiar with it and he actually like knew it enough in his state to start singing well. it yeah so that was just like some random song okay so fast forward he's passed away we are cleaning out his room and uh it's me and my dad and we are in the middle of like moving out his big really awkward heavy hospital bed and we're just like my grandpa always is like a teaser or he was a teaser and stuff so we were Mm -hmm. just like giving him a hard time for like having this really annoying bed to move so (laughs) as we were moving it out uh we like were going past one of the um sitting areas Mm -hmm. in the care home where they have tvs going all the time like on the music channel that are playing like oldies um usually like elvis and johnny cash and that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah so right as we're passing it it starts playing puff the magic dragon as Uh, we're like cussing him out about having this really annoying bed (laughs) oh my gosh he's like yeah i hear you yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's crazy that's my one and only slightly paranormal story wow Mm -hmm. okay can i tell you mine now i need to hear it yes okay um so my grandparents on my dad's side both passed away when I was in high school and um we had I've had dreams like when I get really stressed out where they like come visit you know but I think that's normal you you know like loved ones come visit you and they're like you're doing good and I'm like thanks I I needed that do you think it's really them or is it you um I think it's them it felt like really? them well okay okay i'll just tell you that part okay. too so i had a dream <laughs> one time i was i think i was applying to colleges or i had just started college and um it, i had a dream where it was thanksgiving and i opened the door and i was like letting family in you know i was like oh and then my grandpa was there who was passed away and i'm like i i like can lucid dream kind of i'm like grandpa what like why oh yeah i can do that <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I was, like, I guess lucid enough to be, like, you know, like, why are you here? You know, like, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> and he was, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, you're doing such a good job and I'm very proud of you. Kendall! And, like, the first thing he said, or the one of the last things he said to me before he passed away is, like, you know, you always have to stick in school and, like, do really good in school. You're going to do good things. You know, he was very focused on you know schooling and making sure you're progressing so yeah that was nice but <sighs> the more spooky part of the story is that we have a so you've been to my parents house we have a dining room like a formal dining room i yeah. guess and there's like two cabinet or um what are they called um 
cabinets, I guess, but like, like a china cabinet, china china hutch, yeah. And um, they have the I've never seen them before, but you know, on the hinges, you can touch them and it turns on the light. On the hinges? Yeah, it's really weird. I've never seen it before, <laughs> but I was like, this is cool. You know, and who got them? Yeah. So um, sometimes they are just on, like the lights in the china hutch are on. And no one, we don't rarely go in there except for Thanksgiving right. or Christmas, you know? It's kind of out of the way. Yeah. And so I always thought it was kind of weird. And one time my sister thought she saw my grandpa in that room. But, so I was talking to my mom about it, like, maybe six months ago. And I was like, yeah, it's so weird. And she's like, yeah. And it's, you know, weird about Aunt Kathy's China Hutch. And I'm like, what do you mean? And Aunt Kathy is my dad's sister, so her parents as well. And she was like, yeah, so they, they have grandma and grandpa's ashes in their china hutch. And I'm like, what? So we think there's, like, this weird connection between our china hutches that they can, like, communicate <laughs> through our china hutch. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's creepy. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, like, um, I don't know how to say this. Like, s- spirits being in things? Certain. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I know. Wow. So, do you notice the lights on at like specific times or it's just randomly um i will have to start documenting that (laughs) i don't know um i noticed it when i was home alone and that really freaked me out like my parents were on a trip um i think it's normally at night well i guess it's hard to see in the daytime you know if lights are on so i'll 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 take a log and let you know (laughs) (laughs) wow um Okay, can I tell you my story? I've been waiting. My big story. Okay. I know you're doing some kind of urban legend, but I, I, I can't even imagine what it is. Okay, I'm glad you can't. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story of the lady in white. Do you know about that? I don't think so. Really? Okay. Well, buckle in. <laughs> so, this isn't just like one specific story of a lady in white there's these types of stories of ladies and ladies in white all over the world so it's a very common urban legend Uh so the origin or i guess like the the typical main points of the story uh (laughs) is a is a type of female ghost typically dressed in a white dress or similar garment reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with local legends of tragedy so, hmm. common of many of these legends is an accidental death, murder, or suicide, and the theme of loss, betrayal by a husband or fiancé, and unrequited <laughs> love. Hmm. So, like, that's that's where our love <laughs> quotes yeah. come, comes in, is a lot of these women or tales are um, women that are waiting for their husband to come back from war or, you know, they were cheated on and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the very first uh, recorded Lady in White was in 1625 in Berlin, and this Lady in White murdered her two children because she believed they stood in the way of her marriage to Albert of Nuremberg. So, and then after that, after she passed away, she was seen in, like, the windows of the castles and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. She's for some guy named Albert? Yeah. Not worth it. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you three versions of different countries' version of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, also, very. I'm not going to talk about this one, but it's synonymous-ish with Mexico and La Llorona. That's the one I was thinking yeah. about. It's, I didn't realize that was like a more common yeah. like theme of... Wow. Yeah, La Llorona is more um, uh, something used to scare children. And whereas the more West, well, like U.S. and uh, other places are more like a lost woman wandering. Whereas hmm. La Llorona is like scary. She's going to come kill you. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Canada's version. Oh. <laughs> represent. Um <laughs> So this one takes place in the surroundings of Mont Mauricia, M- Morency. <laughs> French is not my first language, or second or third. Um, the surroundings of some place near Quebec City are haunted by a lady in white. 
It is said to be the spirit of a young Canadian woman whose soon-to-be husband was killed while fighting against the British in the Battle of Booport. Booport? Booport? Boo. How do you... Bo? Beauport. Like B-E-A. Yeah, Beauport. Booport. Okay, make it spooky. <laughs> Booport, but... Or Beauport, but make it spooky. Yeah. Spooky. Love it. Um. So the young couple allegedly used to meet near the top of the falls... And accordingly, the grieving woman is said to have chosen the site to end her life by throwing herself into the raging waters while wearing the wedding dress that she had recently <gasps> ordered to be made. That makes me so sad. I know. I'm sorry that that's a like similar theme throughout these. I don't like that part. But it's so interesting how like urban legends and folklore travels throughout different like time and space. You know, like that's yeah. So. <laughs> wonder what that means <laughs> um okay so then in estonia which i couldn't tell you where that is on a map so sorry. <laughs> um so the lady in white resides in hapsula castle she is said to be a woman who a canon which i looked up and that is synonymous with priest i was like oh canon so um who a priest fell in love with she hid in the castle as a choir boy and remained a secret for a long time but when the bishop of Oslovik visited Hapsula she was discovered and she was immured in the wall of the chapel for her crime I don't know what that <gasps> means immured what does that mean do you know what that means is that like when they like build bricks over you that's a thing I've heard of that like uh, some crime thing I don't know Enclose or confine someone against their will. So Yeah. Ah, they gross. built her into the wall. That's disgusting. And um, so she haunts to this day, she, she is said to look out of the baptistry's window and grieve for her beloved man. She can be seen on a clear August full moon night. Wow. Okay. She only comes out in August. Yeah. <laughs> September? No. <laughs> um Okay, so I have Malta and then, of course, a few United States one. So in Malta, the legend has it that many years ago, a woman was to be married to a man she did not love. Her father told her that she must always do as her fiancé said since he was her soon-to-be husband. On the <laughs> no. day of her wedding, she said nope, and <laughs> she jumped off a balcony. I'm oh. sorry. This is why mm. she is to this day known as the Lady in White because she's wearing her wedding gown on the day of her death. Mm. It is said that she haunts the Verdala Palace and many people who attend the August Moon Ball confirm that she did indeed appear in the palace. Again, August. Yeah. I'm wow. So at first I was picturing like white nightgowns, but it seems like most of this is like wedding dresses. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, um... The United States version of this is mostly in rural areas, so like haunting highways or lakes. Oh, oh that creeps me out so I'm much. I'm sorry. I have a real life story too. Oh, good. A, a secondhand story to tell. Oh. Um. So okay, I have a few here. This is I'm gonna read it in first person. This is well from the person I found it off of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. So, this author says, A young woman lived on a farm that eventually became the college campus. Marble. Marlboro. Like the cigarettes? Like the cigarettes? That? How do you say Mar- it? Marble. 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 Those ones? Marble. College. What's happening? Wait, that's a college? I guess. Hmm. It's in Vermont. <laughs> anyways. So this woman fell in love with a traveling salesman, but he left her pregnant and heartbroken. Hum- humiliated and upset, you can fill in the rest. She um, had a terrible, tragic ending. Uh, supposedly, because she ended her life this way, she was bur- bur- buried on the par- bur- buried. <laughs> because she ended her life this way she was buried on the property rather than in the hallowed ground of the cemetery down the road and when they broke ground for the dorms <gasps> 20 years later her skeleton was disturbed 
causing her to haunt the pathway between the lower dorms and the library. <gasps> okay, I feel like a lot of colleges have a story like that. Didn't yeah. our college have one like that? I don't know anything specific. Do I you? remember there's something about something being haunted by some girl. I don't hmm. know. I, I don't remember hearing a story. But the ending to this girl's story says, I never saw anything. But there was a really drunk girl that showed up at a party one night dressed in white and soaking wet who freaked us all the F out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. That is funny. Because <laughs> you're probably also drunk and like confused. <laughs> right. right. Um, okay. So I found these on like page five of Google and like scrolled down on this one like forum. So it was very random that I came across this one. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell you about it. So it says... My area, King County, Washington, oh, has a lady in white along the Auburn Highway <gasps> along Tiger Mountain, which <gasps> is the highway I take to go to my cabin, uh, <laughs> which you've been to. <laughs> yeah. So, they so by, say, like by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. They say it's an area with a dense, dense forest on either side of the road. The road oh. itself dips and curves pretty sharply, and the area around the road is prone to fog all times of the year. I've never seen her, but supposedly a girl in a white dress paces the highway looking for a locket. She'll even stop drivers asking for their help, but always vanishes. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm crying. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I know. That's, like, too too close to home, quite literally. <laughs> Way too close to home. I okay. This is where I'll tell you my secondhand story. So, oh Gabe, no, I know. Gabe, can I hand, wait? I need. I need to get okay, a breather. Take a break. Take a, okay. take a drink. Take a drink of your Lacroix. I'm gonna open my Lacroix. Okay. I'm drinking out of a water bottle, but I've refilled this like six times, so don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm composed. I'm ready. So, Gabe, my boyfriend, his father was a taxi driver in Mexico at one point and he was driving in the middle of the night in a really sketchy area just driving around the road in a dark you know abandoned road almost I guess and looks in his rearview mirror and there's a woman in white sitting in his back seat <gasps> in his back seat <laughs> oh no no <laughs> I was I was prepared for on the road yeah in the in car. His, what did he do? I I mean, I think he like blinked a few times and then she was gone, but like <sighs> So, um okay, wait, I have one more close to home thing. So, okay. buckle up again. <laughs> um the place where my sister got married. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I should say its name, so I'm just not going to I don't know. Okay. If it ma- does it matter? Do you think it matters? Okay, she got married at Thornwood Castle in uh, Lakewood, Washington. <laughs> the address is... Yeah. Well, you know, you could Google it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and so there's a castle, like, t- 15 minutes away from Tacoma, if you didn't know. It's pretty, like, big and castle-like. I did not know that. Yeah. And Why is there a castle by Tacoma, Washington? Who knows? <laughs> but um, the Mr. Thorn made that for his wife... And she still is said to haunt the bridal suite. <gasps> and if you're looking down or looking up from the front lawn into the bridal suite, you can see her because she likes to watch the brides get ready and stuff. And that seems like a great way to ruin your wedding. <laughs> we didn't see anything when we were there, but her, you're like, <laughs> I know it was in August, too. Uh oh, <gasps> it wasn't at nighttime, really, though. I well, it was anyways. But um. Her mirror is still in the room, which I think is creepy. <sighs> and I feel like mirrors are especially creepy. Portals you know? to other worlds. Who? Um, so bringing it all back, have you ever seen Supernatural? No. I think you would <laughs> like it. I liked it. You think? It wasn't, okay. you know, it was good enough for me. Zane's watched at least some of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the pilot episode... It showcases a woman in white. So oh. I'm going to kind of spoil it for you, but okay. sorry. <laughs> um, so the lady in white is named Constance Welsh. Her husband cheated on her, and it drove her insane, and she kills her whole family. 
not a good look. Don't do that. No. And then in revenge in the afterlife, she haunts a road near their house and looks for men that are in relationship and seduces them. And if they're unfaithful, off with their heads. <gasps> she kills them. So, that is the story of the Lady <laughs> White. <laughs> I, I'm shocked that there are so many versions. There was like a bazillion. What the heck? I know. It, it seems like each little town has their own version of the Lady in White. Why so, is it so creepy also? Because it's like you want to help them. You think they're vulnerable. Oh, then, that's a good analysis, Kendall. Thanks. <laughs> if it was a men in white, you know, you'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> is this in sync? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm... I don't know. It's just people are also saying that they're like, well, why is it always a woman in white? And they're saying, well, you know, ghosts are always seen as, you know, colorless. So maybe it's lavender, but, you know, you're <laughs> seeing white. <laughs> so I am scared. I'm sorry. I know it's dark. And I don't know. thankfully, thankfully, I don't have to drive anywhere. So yeah. we're good. Oh, yeah. Driving would not be a good look right no. now. No. Oh, no. I hate, because I'm in kind of rural. You're in kind of rural, right? A little bit, yeah. And driving sometimes on roads that don't have lights at night is so scary. I always speed so I can get close to another car, because I'm like, please. (laughs) I don't want to look in my rear view mirror and see a lady in white. (sighs) Do you have any other spooky stories? We should tee some more up for next week. I, I don't have any. See, I'm telling you, I am like, no, no. That's like, probably don't for the best. Come near me, please. <laughs> that will scare me too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is why we're we're doing a love. Podcast. I do know that my sister's house is a little bit haunted because she lives in an old farmhouse. Yeah. So I'll have to ask her about that. Yeah, I want to hear all yeah. the ghost stories. You could submit your ghost stories at listener. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have one week (laughs) yes um so next week we're gonna just do a part two of spooky stories that are semi adjacent to love (laughs) but you know i love it i i really like this episode yeah i like all the spooky stuff i'll have to think of some more halloween love facts i'll look into that article some more see what other weird apple traditions we can find but (laughs) thanks for listening We'll talk to you next week, and it'll be extra spooky, probably. Yeah, sure. Spookies. Halloween special. Okay, bye. Bye.